You're listening to The Big Finish Podcast, launching straight at you on the 3rd of November 2019. Right! Whoever that is... (gasps) When I turned around, she was standing there, right in front of me. Coming up in this podcast, we tease you about The Prisoner Volume 3, the final series out this month. We delve into your emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. We tease you with 8th Doctor short trip, Hall of the 10,000, performed by the brilliant India Fisher. And we give you 25% off a randomly selected Big Finish release for no good reason except generosity. She's a lovely woman, isn't she, generosity? Lovely, yes. Uh, And we drama tease you with the first 15 minutes of Torchwood Dead Man Switch. Absolutely free! Hello, good podcast and welcome. I'm Benji, he's Nick. It's Big Finish, need I say more? So go to bigfinish.com and find out all about our fantastic audio drama and audio books. Doctor Who, Torchwood, The Prisoner, Space 1999, The Avengers, Beneath Summerfield, Dracula, Frankenstein, more audio goodness than you could shake a sonic screwdriver at. Yes, we're recording this on... <laughs> I've lost my voice. We're recording this on Halloween. He's possessed. That was uh, by the skull of the Marquis de Sade, but that's another <laughs> podcast. Um, any thoughts on Halloween, Benji? Um, do you know what? I've, I've not got any Halloween plans tonight, actually, on the eve of Halloween. As, as, well, not, it is just Halloween, on isn't it? Halloween. Um, it's Halloween. I'm going out on Saturday, Wee. and I, I, I just can't really be bothered to think of... Because I always just go as Dracula. So I thought to myself, what Always. can I do? So I thought, well, I've got, I've got some vicar, vicar's uh, dog collar. You're not. Do- this is just ridiculous. This is exactly my story from years ago. The vicar, the on. dead, the dead sort of vicar scene. The dead you, vicar. Yeah, the dead vicar. I yeah. did the dead. Have I told you that before? I can't remember. Possibly, very possibly, but because I turned up to the party and people said, "Is that a thing?" A dead vicar. I said, "Well, not really, but it's a zombie vicar." I just painted myself with white makeup and put blood sort of coming out of my head and but that's I had all the I'm full, gonna do yeah I had the full gown and everything a friend of mine whose father had been a vicar just gave me all his dad's stuff and said oh you, you're an actor you'll probably want to dress up in this one day. <laughs> <laughs> you thought yes so you're, you're, are you going to do a dead vicar I'm gonna do a dead vicar but it's not gonna be uh, I haven't got the gown but I thought I'd go for the kind of Church of England vicar you know the one who has the dog collar yeah, and yeah. the and the the blazer and the you know yes. like that's sort of the one that you know the ones that like model train sets and sort of yeah that's exactly what they do in fact this vicar i'm thinking of did like model train sets no you see it's it's just yeah it's a vicar thing isn't it it's a vicar thing that's what i thought i'd go as i thought i'd just shake it up and do something a bit like that so church of england vicars do wear gowns on special occasions you know i'm sure they do i just haven't got the gown I just haven't got the gown. I haven't got the gown. I don't know whether I actually wore the gown because I think the gown was too small for me i remember he was a much the Reverend Rouston was uh, Jeffrey Rouston, isn't it? He was, uh, yes, he was a smaller man than me. Hmm. Um, yeah. So, apologies to any vicars out there or relations of vicars who who think that we're being disrespectful and talking about the demise of such fellows. Of course, we're not. It's just, um, but just, just, a to, costume, just a costume. Just, just, just a costume. Just a costume. Well, it was a real vicar's outfit, though. I don't know. Is that blasphemy? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> no, no, it's not. Is it, is it a crime? 
I think posing as a vicar is a crime. I think posing as a vicar is in 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 a serious capacity is a crime. Yes, but um, I think I think I'll be all right. Sort of down not the... serving chips or something. It's all right if you work in a fish and chip shop dressed as a vicar. That's not a crime, is it? No, I, I, you know, I'll be down the pub. I I, I, sort of, I think just walking around, I think I'll be all right, really. And it's and it's you know, it's Halloween, so I don't, you know, it's not like I. I'll be the only one. I'll be surrounded by werewolves and a million people yeah. dressed as the the Joker. Um, you know, and you don't want to be mistaken for a real vicar, do you? Because then people just expect you to be nice. Yeah. Was, well, I mean, yeah, and help them, and help, you know. and help them, and and yeah, pastoral but they might, care. But they might invite me to see their train sets, which would be really nice. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, no, I'd like that. Do you I'd know any train, uh, train enthusiasts? Uh, do I know any train enthusiasts? Yeah, really, really knowledgeable. Yeah, train I, I used to have a, a friend called Brian when I was growing up. He was um, he was a lot older. He was an older chap. Used to ex old mod actually, but um, yeah. we used to go around his house for barbecues, and he had he had his attic was a train set, and it was the most amazing thing for a kid. And he got he, he helped me make my my first train set, and I had all the little bits, and I've still got them, all the Hornby stuff in the loft. But, um, you know, I haven't got any room for it now, but it was a lovely little thing. But his room was incredible. I mean, he had these switches and it operated like all the street lamps and oh. had all the noises and he could click the bar. It was absolutely Something magic. magical about train sets, isn't there? Uh, there really... is. I would love to sort of have a big enough house to have one. I'd never use it, but I'd like the idea of having a train set. It's I mean, obviously it, but also, my son's got one that he never uses either. Yeah. I think also they're creating it, isn't it? Making it and uh, painting things if, if you if you go, or just laying down the you know the, the houses and the grass and the shrubs. Yes, it's creating quite... a little story, isn't it, really? That's what I think I liked about all that. Definitely, definitely. You know, I, mean, I was very privileged. I, I used to go to um, Brighton Model World um, uh, with some friends because we had an exhibition that we put on there so that was great because you go around and see all the different things that people done some clever people this well, was the model we've... train set uh, <laughs> podcast by the way sponsored well, by Hornby know, start, started at Halloween went to train sets listen folks anyone listening who's really into trains especially steam trains um, big finish we're, we're interested in doing something about trains because it's um it's a real area of great enthusiasm. You know, maybe what could we do on audio about trains? I, I've, Anyone I, out I've, there? I've always said, and I've always maintained this, if there's one licence, that would be a major success for Big Finish. In my opinion, it would be getting the Thomas & Friends licence because I think there's such a huge market for that. It's so popular and it's got so many fans. I was very, you know, I was very um, privileged uh, to work, you know, with the Tugs community when I, you know, I was helped in recovering the which models. is a, a kid series with yeah, model boats and and so i was let into that world and i got to meet so many people involved in that and just the passion that everybody has for it is incredible young and old you know and i think that that's a huge franchise and would... but i think that thomas the tank engine i think that's covered that's they've got that covered there you know there yeah. are audio productions of all of it so there's this you know i don't think there's any I don't think they do and, audio and you know adventures, different. but who knows? Yeah, people. Write, but steam trains would be a lovely thing to do, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. Any but how should to... we do it? Should it be stories? Should it be documentaries? Should we be going out with uh, portable recorders and talking to the people who are running these railways? What should we be doing? That's that's the question we want answered. So, any of you who are train enthusiasts or no train enthusiasts, I'd like to point them in the direction of Big Finish. You know, please help us out. Ooh. 
a massive attack of seagulls there going on in the background. Back to Halloween. I'm old enough to remember, which is how I start many conversations <laughs> these days, um, that when, when uh, Halloween wasn't about the sort of American imported trick-or-treat thing, you know, we used to bob for apples mm. and dress up as witches. I used to do lots of cutouts of witches in black sugar paper, you know, sugar paper. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. I remember they used to do those at sort of like, I remember those at primary school people used yeah. to still do. Witches on broomsticks with cats sitting on them. I used to be, it used to be sort of magical and terrifying. And yeah. I, I like the tradition, like you say, the traditional Halloween. I, I kind of, I really enjoy, you know, the witches and the werewolves and, you know, uh, vampires and things. And sometimes I feel like it's kind of, it's become this sort of commercialised entity of course now. It has. But, you know, it's the fact that everybody's always, you know, which I think is great, but people just kind of dress up as their favourite TV characters for it now. And there's less of, like, the horror element. And it is like, it's kind of like, you go out, if you just go out as a traditional thing, you, you don't see many of them anymore. You kind of, you're expected to do something completely different, aren't you? Well, there's also a reaction against it from people of faith who feel that it's sort of kind of blasphemous because it's celebrating... The, you know the devil and all that so that that's a point of view certainly isn't it but um i know my son and my wife will be going out trick-or-treating tonight and depending on how busy i am editing this podcast <laughs> i may or may not go with them for the first time ever i think i don't think i think i've always been away working uh, when they've gone out and done this around the town see i i've, I've got a real cynical view this year last last year i made a real effort to uh to make all that you know make it so when the trick-or-treaters came it would be a really nice thing and all spooky and all that not a, not a soul turned up so um so this year i bought a multi-pack of sweets and if they don't turn up i'll eat them myself <laughs> and have a beer in the process and i'm not i thought i'm not making the effort if they're not going to make the effort no, i'm no. not going to make the effort i had this mad idea because we've got these laser guns you know to play laser tag with here but which you know and i saw every time they come around i should just go straight out and just you know Zap open them. fire on them <laughs> well why not quite frankly yeah I'm, it I'm, doesn't hurt anyone it's not like harmful lasers it's just a listeners. little little noise isn't it i think the, the I best one i ever did was when um was when we had um my old dalek prop and so i used to oh bring yes the, i brought the dalek imperial in. dalek yeah the imperial dalek i brought it into the uh into the uh porch in my old house covered it with like a sort of black uh, duvet sort of sheep thing and then I had a, a little player. I am sleeping I had like a little ring modulator set up in there with my PA and so then I'd put it down when somebody was there and they'd you know they'd just scream be and they'd be very very scared of the fact that a Dalek appeared it was great fun good times good times yeah, I remember when we first did uh, Daleks for Big Finish and was sorting those out in post-production and uh, Gary Russell used to pop round to my flat quite often. We we lived very close to each other. We used to just visit each other in an impromptu fashion and uh, I set up a little toy Dalek right by my front door and a speaker and I had the Dalek <laughs> thing setting up so when he came through the door the Dalek was apparently talking to him <laughs> he just rolled his eyes just like yes alright you've clearly gone mad it's another, like, hello another Gary one of, you know? <laughs> another one of Briggs's funny <laughs> gags the fan fantasy world I live in hmm. well I suppose we uh, we should uh, look at some of our latest reviews I think it's only fair yeah yeah now then, this week, 
We're looking at the sixth Doctor adventure, Harry Houdini's War, by Steve Lyons and starring Colin Baker and Nicola Bryant. From Big Finish Productions. You can start by telling me about your employer, the magician. Doctor Who, Harry Houdini's War. The Doctor? I wouldn't call him my employer. He's more of a, well... We travel together. Your real employer, Miss Brown, the man who pays you to keep his secrets. Tell me about Harry Houdini. (gasps) What? What the devil is it? That, Harry, is a tear in the fabric of space-time itself. A trans-dimensional portal. We're fighting a war, the Great War, kill or be killed. The outcome of the war depends on you, Harry Houdini, so you can hang around back here all night, or you can come with me and save the world. Big Finish. We love stories. TheDigitalFix.com says, Harry Houdini's war has everything. Great spy drama, evil Nazi scientists, aerial battles, and And alien threat. Good catering. That once exploited could change history and doom the whole planet. We're doomed. We're doomed. We're doomed. Its setting in the Sixth Doctor's history is a clever choice. Uh, there are enough hints to suggest that it isn't a straightforward Doctor Who tale set uh, between the stories of season 22. Whilst the payoff, particularly when it comes to the traditional alien involvement, is an inspired, surprising twist. Oh. Uh, BlogToWho.com says Harry Houdini's War is an excellent oddity. It's fun to have a different sort of Sixth Doctor story and to bring Harry Houdini fully into the Hooniverse. It's all so just slightly off the rails. Maybe that's meant to be also, but it's... Uh, no, no, maybe it's not off the rails, that it sets its own tracks... Incorrect use of apostrophe. Uh, making for a memorable audio experience. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna Im- abandon the whole apostrophe business with it soon, aren't they? Because everyone gets it wrong. It'll be interesting to listen to this again in a few weeks to see how it settles. And that alone makes it worth picking up. Mm, so I'm getting an interesting vibe about Harry Houdini's war here. Well, coldbox.co.uk says Harry Houdini's war rounds out a solid trilogy of adventures for the Sixth Doctor and Perry following the thought-provoking memories of a tyrant yeah. and the terrific emissary of the Daleks. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may have been a long time coming, but we look forward to a shorter wait until next year's The Sixth Doctor and Perry box set. And that's a four stars out of five. Yes, I suppose it has been a while since Perry's been in there, but yeah, she's back with a vengeance, whoever a vengeance is. IndieMacUser.co.uk, just stop saying the address before co. I finished it. Co. Finished. Uh, says, a well-executed thrill ride with a great cast and some sci-fi elements thrown in <whistles> for good measure. <laughs> they just throw that in it's an excellent (laughs) final story of the trilogy that leaves things on another high for all 68 out of 10 sci-fi bulletin.com says an intricately woven tale of trust and deceit 8 out of 10 Mm. 
and the who review wordpress.com that's who with a zero the sneaky little addition there Harry Houdini's war this is what they say is not only the best story in the trilogy but the best monthly range release this year exclamation mark with great performances from Colin Baker and Nicola Bryant a barnstorming turn from John Schwab as Houdini and incredible sound design from Joe Miners this story is an all-round success thoroughly recommended five thousand stars five stars sorry slightly exaggerated there <laughs> well that's good, good isn't it and John Schwab who I met years and years ago when working on Dalek the first uh, Dalek story in the the new version of Doctor Who which started in 2005 and John Schwab played a, a guard in that who I think was the first person to be exterminated by a Dalek in the new series an iconic uh, position to be in isn't it really? indeed, indeed your first victim and there'll be more reviews next week when we take a look at Doctor Who Tartarus, starring Peter Davison as the Fifth Doctor. Time now for listeners' emails. Well, I dig an email. I love an email. Emails make the world go round. Well, it's very good grave digging going on there. I suppose it yeah, is Halloween, it isn't it? Didn't know how that was going to go. And maybe I'll go as an email for this. Halloween. Don't know. Mm. But if you want to go as an email, all you have to do is send them to podcast at bigfinish.com. It's as simple as that. Just the word podcast with an at bigfinish.com. So first up, this one here from Matt Mayhew. Nick and Benji. I would like to congratulate the team of writers, actors, directors, sound designers and composers behind the Sick Doctor adventures containing Mrs. Clark and slash or flip including the older Perry trilogy. They're a brilliant set of stories and have developed the new companions in an interesting way. The father-daughter relationship that Colin and Lisa have created and nurtured by the writers, which is then enhanced by Miranda's older young sister relationship between Constance and Flip. Oh, okay, it just ends there. Just um, ends there. Just yeah. ends there. I thought it was going, I thought, I thought it was going longer, you see. Um, Constance is shortly becoming one of my favourite companions. Uh, I can see these stories being uh, some of the sets that I will listen to again and again and not tire of them. You and me both, Matt. Um, I uh, hope that we will be hearing more Six Constance and Flip in the coming years, especially after the ending of Static. Matt, yeah, great stuff there. Bit of Static for you. Um, yes, yes you will. And here's one from Magnus Svensson. Dear Briggs and Clifford, me again. This is a bit of a long one. It doesn't look that long to me. It's quite difficult to explain pronunciation through text. Magnus is as best as I can do, <laughs> I'm afraid. Mag Magnus. Magnus. Uh, Mag Magnus. Again, very, very topical for Halloween, the, the noose. <laughs> so it's a very Hang good about. Hang hey, about. Hey. Hey. Uh, Oh, yes, I said about competitions and the uh, terms and conditions. I can understand about the competitions. I was a bit overexcited by you reading my email out. Another thing, how is that horrifying sound of, for the ravenous made? Surely George doesn't screech his lungs out, Benji. Uh, the, the sound itself is, is a is actually... I got this pack of stock screams, which is really good. And so what I did I, is I stretched and stretched and stretched and stretched the sound to the point where... Uh, it's just really, really, really long. 
and so you got a little bit of that in there and I think as well I added in a little bit of chalk scratching underneath just to give it that oh. sort of um, but yeah it's a horrible noise isn't it um, it's, yeah. yeah I must admit uh, I, I don't I, I don't miss hearing that most days of the week um, um, but it, wor- it works perfectly for them doesn't it yeah fantastic as well as how is the 11 referred to collectively in what respect um, I don't know I've only got this email to read from uh, I don't know what that means how can that what, what, because he's got all these different personalities I suppose he'd just he'd be in whatever whatever kind of form he is isn't it is, if, if he's yeah. the 11 the 10 the 9 the 8 the 7 you, you are the this I suppose he is the I suppose I don't know. I mean, there's an origin story somewhere in there, isn't there, for whatever mm. his original name was. But I suppose he became the sum of those personalities dominated him to the point where he became that level of kind of, you're just the 11. Mm. It's the only way of identifying. I mean, it would have been funnier, wouldn't it? Be, being, uh, not now, Brian. Yes, I'm the 8. No, it wouldn't be the mm. I'm John. Yes, John, where's Clive? Can I speak to the Clive, please? It might be a bit confusing, so I think numbers work. I think we really need Matt Fison here to answer that question. Matt's a good one, yeah. He's not here, though. He's not here. Matt, where are you? Over here. Also, can I just say how lovely the team around Big Finish are? Well, there's a team around us. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Brighton and Hove Albion, good football team, all around us. I often speak with John Dorney via direct message on Twitter, and he is such a lovely guy. This must be another John Dorney you're thinking about, I think. Uh, yeah. That's so mean. He is a lovely guy, actually. He's one of the nicest people you could ever meet, John Dorney. Very friendly chap, isn't he? Very yeah. friendly, never, confident, nice chap. Yeah, yeah. He never has a bad word to say about anyone. He's quite remarkable like that. Very, very um, uplifting. His writing is truly astounding says Magnus you're absolutely right mm. any chance of the parts of Day of the Master being separated on the app to show off both of Tom's lovely covers no chance of that at the moment uh, speaking of the app I have a few questions will it be possible soon to download individual stories from a set it'd be quite convenient yeah I must mention that to the developers uh, finally dark mode I'm sure a lot of people listen to Big Finish before going to sleep and it it's quite bright due to all the white on screen. Sorry if it seems like I'm complaining. I'm not. I love the app. It's a really good point. I think a lot um, of lot yeah. of phones are going into dark mode now. I know I've got it switched on on my phone all the time now. I mean, would that just work with our app anyway, or do you have to have a dark mode in the app for it to? You have to. to work? It, it depends. I think there there are ways in which you can do. You can just incorporate it into the whole thing, but mostly, yeah, it has to be within the app that you can select it. Like on right. Twitter, you can have the dark mode or the like. like I've got dark mode on my Twitter there. Oh yeah, yeah. I bet it's on Brandon's list. Brandon, he's so good. Brandon, Brandon, who's the developer um, of the main developer of the app. He's a really lovely guy. He's really clued up with stuff and passionate about the app as well. Yeah. So um, we'll talk to him about that. I'm sure he's already thought of it. Sorry for the essay, Magnus Svensson. Great. It wasn't an essay. It was really good. It was really, really nice. Really nice message. We got one here from Michael House. To whom it may concern. Oh, it's one of those emails. Um, congratulations again to everyone at Big Finish. This week has seen two more great productions. 
First is Buried Memories. I warmed to Bernice Summerford from the time I listened to her earliest Big Finish adventures, and this set makes another fine addition to her story. These stories are all distinctive, whilst also being true to those aspects that make a Bernice Summerfield story different from, for example, a River Song story. Uh, they're equally enjoyable, uh, but you're not going to mistake one for the other, and rightfully so. And it's good to know that the team of Bernice and the Unbound Doctor has somewhere to go beyond even the two previous excellent sets as well because Lisa Bauman and David Warner lead a cast and crew who are clearly having a good time. I'm already looking forward to hearing where they land next, as well as what these new writers will go on to do. Mm. Second is Space 1999 Breakaway. So I just turned eight in September 1975 and was already a fan of shows like Star Trek, Thunderbirds and Captain Scarlet thanks to reruns. And I remember the publicity leading up to the US premiere of Space 1999, as well as seeing it in first run. So I thought, uh, sorry, I'm just making up words here. I would have considered myself primed to be a fan from the start, but I didn't catch on that at the time, which I imagine makes me an anomaly among big Finnish fans, if not an outright heretic. Burn um, him! Burn him on the stake! <laughs> um, but when I yeah. first saw the announcement on the Big Finish website for this project, uh, my first reaction was, this is the most audacious gamble yet for Big Finish. Mm-hmm. More than Dark Shadows, Countermeasures and even The Prisoner combined. They don't lack guts for sure at Big Finish. Mm-hmm. So it just says they don't lack for guts at Big Finish. I added the for sure just for real dramatic real effect, dramatic effect yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then I thought uh, if anyone can pull this off it's big finish I certainly learned not to bet against them and once hmm. more my confidence has been rewarded I know I keep saying this but I like what big finish has done with it the story and characters feel much more fully realized and overall I think this production hits the mark in style You've made a believer out of me again. I'm looking forward to finding out where these characters go next too. With people of Big Finish continue to combine fondness for original productions such as this with a dedication to your storytelling craft. Thank you. Take a bow. Be oh. seeing you, Michael House, Tokyo, Japan. What a great email. Thank you so Michael, much. Michael, that's fantastic. And um, it's lovely what you say. Brilliant. What a lovely way to end the email uh, section this edition. Oh, I'm feeling a warm glow inside, mm. like, I've, like I've had a big bowl of ready brek. Oh, I love to buy some ready brek now. <laughs> I'm just referring to an old advert they used to run on British television where people had this breakfast. Actual glow, gun, wasn't it? <laughs> and they had a glow all the way around them, yeah. They looked like they'd been near them an exploding nuclear reactor. Uh, that's it for this week's emails. Keep them coming in to podcast at bigfinish.com So, this Big Finish prisoner business, what's it all about, Benji? Well, it's all about... Uh, it's oh, rather I'm asking mis- you. Are you asking me? Well, why not? It's all about... Uh, uh, an ex-agent, so to speak, who resigns um, from his services and mysteriously, after a great gas attack and all this business going on, uh, wakes up in a place called The Village. Um, yeah. in, it's a place in which no matter how hard he tries, he simply can't escape. 
and it's very creepy and they're keeping an eye on him and it's just one it's a wonderfully 60s stylized place isn't it nick yeah and then we we did a we were lucky enough to get the rights from itv to do it and uh, we did our sort of i did a reimagining of it and uh i can't remember when was it um it was a couple of years uh, ago because we, yeah but i want to say it was um 2016 was it about that because we yeah january 2016 so we did it in 2015 and uh and then we've done a second series and it was it got amazing reviews i mean as i've said a million times before it was the most it had the most hostile reception in terms of when we announced it so many people said leave it alone don't do it what's the matter with you um but we were already paid for the license we had to get on with it um and i was already writing it to be quite frank um but yeah uh, we did it and it got fantastic reviews and uh, so we did a second series and that got great reviews as well and so but we decided you know to to round it off in the third series because you know you've got to quit while you're ahead really well, it's, it's good to, yeah. I mean, I, mean I, I, would, I would actually refer to the emails that we were just talking about and say that hmm. the prisoner's a bit of a slow burner, I think, in the sense that people are still discovering it. People are still taking the gamble on something that they might not have seen or or heard before and saying, OK, I'll give this a go. And and it's wonderful. I mean, I, I must get at least one or two tweets a week from people who discover it and say, oh, it's really, this is really brilliant, Big Finish. You know, thank you so much. So I think it's one of those ones if you've not even seen the original you don't need to take that take the gamble have a listen because it is great fun well that's true actually um because a couple of people have been in touch recently and said that oh i finally watched the original series uh you know they listened to the big finish one first it's also worth mentioning that if you're if you have any sort of trepidation about it um the uh beginning chunk of the first episode which uh, we called departure and arrival um is available on the site for free if if you you know if you have an account on big finish you just go to it and you can download it uh for free uh which gives you a good feeling of of what it's what it's all about you know what i mean it'd be rude yeah. not to listen to it wouldn't it really i mean why not well, you know, it's everyone's choice, I suppose. Anyway, so here um, is, uh, because we're coming up to the third series being released at the end of this month, November, um, here's a little uh, tease for it with some clips and interviews, and we'll be teasing and clipping over the next um, uh, three following podcasts leading right up to the release of it. Um, so uh, Enjoy. Hello, it's Wednesday the 7th of August 2019 and this is day three of The Prisoner Series 3. And we're mostly doing the first episode, Free For All. Good morning, citizens. Stand by for a party political broadcast on behalf of number two. <laughs> good morning, citizens. I am the new number two. And for the good of you all... I wanted to stay that way. My name is Laura Lai King, and I play number two. What's um your 
impression of the prisoner generally, your knowledge of it? I had very little knowledge of it until I came to do this, and so I kind of binge-watched it on uh, YouTube. I mean, I sort of knew of it. I told a story. I have, like, an exercise ball in my house that kind of rolls around where it wants to go. And one evening, a girlfriend of mine rolled herself in the room on the ball saying, I am not a number. And I said, I thought she had a stroke or something. I was just like, <laughs> and then she explained to me. So I knew a little bit about this number name kind of thing, but I watched it recently. And it's just the look of it, everything kind of um, the style really grabbed me. So now I know more. So you're having an election, are you? That's right. A democratic election. What other kind is there? A rigged election? Oh, number six, a very thought. You think you might not win? At the moment, I know I'm going to win. Yes. They do say a confident candidate plays well with the electorate. Um, hello, my name is Alicia Rambos Bailey, and I am playing the journalist. And I literally can't believe what I'm actually seeing here. Number six is running as fast as his legs can take him, and the crowd, well, the crowd are following him. They love it. It's like he's suddenly become the Pied Piper of Hamlet. Um, the Prisoner to me means um, watching reruns when I was at university with my boyfriend, who was a very big fan. Um, he was obsessed with it, so um, we used to watch it together, and I just, it's sort of like a nice 1960s-y little turtlenecky um, thing to watch. It's a really like, um, yeah, it's a comforting watch, you know, when there's, when there's reruns on, you're like, oh yeah, I know this. I'm joined by number two. Lovely to be here, number 999. Let's get straight to these rumours. Oh, let's not. I'm afraid I must insist, number two. I, I don't think you're in any position to insist. I am number two, after all. So you're suppressing free speech, is that it? I don't know, this feels this feels like a, um, a different kind of era. This feels more modern, fresher, like it's the same village. You know, like how Bond in the 60s is different to Bond now. It feels like a, a newer, up-to-date prisoner, especially because of the subject matter is very... In this particular episode, it's quite relevant to what's happening in real life now. So it's satirical, up-to-date, there's not anachronistic things in it that you wouldn't understand. Does he really have a manifesto, or is he just capitalising on a senseless populist desire merely to lash out at authority for no good reason, perhaps for his own cynical ends? Only time and you, the electorate, will tell. And meanwhile, the countdown continues. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Just one little query. Do we actually know when the election is? Um... They haven't actually announced that yet. Of course they haven't. They didn't actually expect to have a vote. Oh. Okay. Well done. Not bad. Try again. <sighs> okay. Don't grip it too tightly. Of course. <laughs> Sorry. Lean in. Breathe out slowly. And squeeze the trigger. Right. Now let's reload, shall we? So all you have to do to get on board with Big Finish's reimagining of The Prisoner is go to bigfinish.com, type in The Prisoner into the search pane, the little thing at the top of the the page, the magnifying glassy sort of thing. Put in The the Prisoner up there, and it's as simple as that. It will appear, and you will have all The Prisoner that your heart could possibly desire. Mm. Uh, This month's adventure from the short trips doctor who range is an eighth doctor story featuring the ever popular eighth doctor companion charlie pollard and as luck would have it my dear friend india fisher returns to the part to narrate the story it's out this week here's a tease of 
the Hall. I'll get the title <laughs> right. Hall of the Ten Thousands. Doctor, it's pitch dark. From Big Finish Productions. A pale figure in heavy armor loomed in the darkness. It was pointing a huge gun at her. Just how many of these statues are there? She asked. Ten thousand. Charlie jumped at the new voice. The doctor's light illuminated a man standing on the walkway ahead. He was young, but had an air of officiousness, reinforced by his smart blue jumpsuit. One for each second of the war. Doctor Who. Short trips. Hall of the Ten Thousand. Where are you going, Charlie? I want a closer look. She crept forward to the statue of the soldier depicted in the act of getting up. When she walked round the front, she saw he was indeed young, just a boy, really. She crouched down, then jumped back, stifling a scream. What is it? The doctor appeared by her side. His eyes, doctor, his eyes, she gulped. They're alive. He's alive. Big finish. We love stories. And you can order Doctor Who Short Trips Hall of the Ten Thousand by going to bigfinish.com and typing ten thousand yes. into the search Sh- pane at the top search of the page. Pane. Yeah. Top of the page, just there, the little just, just sort, of, yeah, sort of up there, isn't it really? Yes, is it? Yeah, okay. Uh <clears throat> Time now to offer you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. <laughs> Cue the randomoid selector troll. Um, right, uh, so actually, Ran has just delivered something which is quite topical. It's, uh, oh. Again, it's Ran li- has listened to the emails what and responded. It? Um, it's 2.3 Beneath Summerfield, the extinction event. Extinction. This is an early, early Big Finish release uh, from 2001. Why is this topical? Because Bernie Summerfield was mentioned. Oh, I see. I thought, what's this got to do with Halloween? Well, anyway, here's the trailer. Professor Bernie Summerfield and the Extinction Event. My voice? What about... My, do I know you? What's wrong with my voice? Lord Cardinal Braxiotel, welcome, welcome. I am Dale, Chief Ocean. Here are your brochures, sir. Is that thunder? I think it's a groundquake. The extinction event. This cell is exclusively an item for lost civilizations. Cultures that died out. Charlie. Is that what you're meant to do in a quake? Won't we be buried alive? What is it? Sorry, were you talking to me? Recorded on April 2000. It's a real early one, isn't it? It's an oldie. Released July 2001. Um, and also featuring Miles Richardson as Irving Braxiatel. And Mark Donovan. Oh, as Gulfrog Ambassador. Hmm, I I the tried to read that. must be some kind of uh, <laughs> creatures. Um, so, there you are. 25% off that. 
Um, Benji, do you want to uh, explain to people how they find the 25% offer? Certainly can, yeah. So if you're feeling you want to get in some Bernie Summerfield action, all you need to do is go onto the Big Finish uh, website, bigfinish.com, click on podcasts, which is sandwiched between news and about. So you mm-hmm. go on there, you're doing it live, there you go. And it'll say the latest podcast from Big Finish. You click read more on that. Um, and as you go through, you see, you see in the little description, it's sort of hidden away. What it's talking mm, it's about things, it'll say, uh, the Randomized Selectron also features offering you a 25% reduction on the selective release. Just click here. Uh, and the here is in bold. You click that and enter the code BUCK UP. It's all capital letters, no space, no punctuation, just Buck up. Um, B-U-C-K-U-P. That's it. As if it was buck up as one word. And enter that in and you will get 25% off. It's a no-brainer, really. You 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 will get money off uh, a big finished release. So keep that under your hats if you're wearing them. And uh, Benji is happy to explain the concept of a discount to you any time you like. <laughs> Just in case you weren't sure. <laughs> dear, oh dear. <laughs> Um, in the meantime, it's actually time for us to say goodbye in a style of our own choosing. What do you think? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, would you like to go first? Yes. In an ideal world, I would. In an ideal world. I, I, I do it uh, in the style of um, the cyber leader from Revenge of the Cybermen. Okay? Okay, then. Goodbye! Well, that was very good, wasn't it? <laughs> very good. Okay, in that case, then... Um, Oh, who can I do that's particular? I suppose I'll just I'll just do a David Banks because it's just easy to do, isn't it? Really. Yeah. So if I do the sort of yes, goodbye, excellent. That's very good. Steamed up my glasses anyway. <laughs> and while we're away, why not treat yourself to the first fifteen minutes of Torchwood? Dead Man's Switch. And please bear in mind that this audio drama contains adult themes and isn't suitable for younger listeners. Give me the bow. It's from Silver Nemesis. Yeah, I got that. Torchwood contains adult and disturbing material, which we strongly advise is not suitable for younger listeners. Excuse me. Uh, what? I said, excuse me, we've stopped. Stopped? What do you mean, stopped? Is this Heath High Level? Why are you on about this train? Don't go through Heath High Level. Oh. <sighs> but she's right. This is the Bay Train. No, it's not. It's going to Panath. Well, then you're both on the wrong train. Look, mate, I know what train I'm on, all right? I'm going to Grangetown and this train's going to Panath. I think you'll find it goes to Bargoid. Don't listen to her. She was fast asleep five seconds ago. Oh? It's a bay train. How can it be a bay train? I'm not going to the bay, I'm going to Grangetown. Well, so where are we? It's pitch black out there, I can't see a thing. Oh, where's the conductor? <sighs> well, there isn't one. There's got to be. <sighs> Hello? Hello? Is anyone... <gasps> I'm dead! <gasps> I am terribly sorry. I do hope I didn't frighten you. 
you all seem rather agitated. Uh, What seems to be the trouble? All three of us nodded off and now the train's just stopped. Yes, I I did notice that. You've seen a conductor anywhere? Oh, I don't think they employ conductors anymore. Not with all those automated turnstiles. But do you have any idea where we are? Where we are? Where we are? So many philosophical possibilities. I mean, where are we geographically? Where are we spiritually? Where are we emotionally? Yes, thank you for that, Bertrand Russell. But we were wondering where we are in Cardiff. Mm. I don't see any familiar landmarks out there, do you? That's another thing. There's no streetlights and we should be in the middle of Grangetown. Uh, Heath Higher Level. The Bay. So many possibilities. You're no help. I'm getting the driver. (sighs) Hello? Drive? Oh, drive, what's going on? Maybe he, or she, is dead. What you say? (gasps) Yes, train drivers have that thing. What's it called? Dead man's switch. How delightfully morbid. Stops the train if the driver has a heart attack. That's it, dead man's switch. All right, I'm uh, calling 999. Oh, no signal. Oh, me neither. Same here. How unusual that all three of you should fall asleep on the same train at the same time. Well, it is lit. Do you remember boarding? I... No. Me neither. It's all a bit fuzzy. I do enjoy a mystery. How about we describe the last thing that happened to us? Hmm? You first, madam. Me? Well, there was an auction. Lot number 237, this mid-19th century Louis XVI style Girondelle mirror... Gilt wood and gesso frame, original glass. We'll start the bidding at five hundred pounds. Five hundred pounds. Five twenty. Five twenty. Five forty. Five forty. Five sixty. Five sixty. Five eighty. Six hundred. My limit was one five, and it was down to me and this elderly gentleman sitting across the aisle. I'd seen him before. We were always at the same auctions, always bidding on the same things, and he always won. So, this time I took a friend, who sat next to him with a cup of black coffee. And just as we were coming up to my limit... Oh, oh I'm so sorry. Here, let me get you a tissue. 1,005 going once, going twice. Sold to the lady in the blue jacket. Thank you, madam. You cheated. That man has beaten me so many times I've lost count. He must have a bottomless pit of money somewhere. It's just not fair. <laughs> More money than sense by the sounds of it. What the hell is a Girondelle mirror? It's a mirror with candlesticks. I think I've seen one of them down the flea market. So then what happened? <sighs> well, the auction was over and I was just about to drive off when... Oh! Oh! Can I help you? I believe so. Oh, you see, I'm in a bit of a hurry. It may be worth your while. What do you mean? The mirror. I was wondering if you'd consider selling it. I've only just bought it. (laughs) Yes, but I have assumed, well, a young woman like you... Yes, her flattery will get you nowhere. I can offer you 2,000. Yes, I'm not selling. 
That's five hundred pounds profit, Miss... Uh, Prothero. Uh, Rowena Prothero. And you are? Uh, Billis Mandra. Miss Prothero, please uh, think about this. Five hundred pounds profit. Not bad for an afternoon's work. Yes, well, I'm not selling. Three thousand. <laughs> You're pulling my leg. I assure you I'm not pulling your leg. Oh, look, put your money away. I told you, I am not selling. Well, not today, perhaps. But you will at some point. You're a familiar face, Miss Prothero. We have a habit of attending the same auctions. And in that time, I've seen you buy at least six grandfather clocks, if memory serves. Which makes me think you're also in the trade. I work for the council, actually. Oh, but still, you buy and sell. So why would you sell this mirror to me? Because it's mine. I bought it fair and square. Is that so? Now, if you'll excuse me... I should warn you, Miss Prothero, uh, no good will come of you owning that mirror. Pardon? It has a history, you know. Uh, that's why I bought it. So many owners. Yes, I've seen the documentation. Its last home burned to the ground. Everyone inside killed. Everything destroyed except that mirror. Listen, I don't know what you're playing at. Exactly what Before you... then, it was owned by Viscount Brecon. You'll have heard of him, I dare say. Yes. Is that true? The mirror was there at Brecon Manor the night he murdered his wife and three children with an axe. Well, it might sound ghoulish, but if I'd known that, I'd have paid two grand. There's a market for that sort of thing, you know. You are meddling with dark forces, Miss Prothero. <laughs> nice try. Perhaps I'll see you at the next auction. Hope the coffee doesn't stain. I was lying, of course. As soon as the time came, I would sell it. And I knew I wouldn't make more than five or six hundred pounds profit. But it's the principle of the thing. This time, I'd won. And I wanted something to remember it by. So I hung the mirror in the hallway. I mean, it didn't really go with the decor, but like I said, it's the principle. That mirror was my trophy. About an hour later, I was settling down to watch telly, a documentary on BBC Four, Andrew Thingamy, what's-his-name, talking about Goya. I live on my own, have done since my mother died, so I'm not used to noise. And the house is detached. If it was a terrace, I'd think it came from next door. But this... This was something else. What the hell? There was no one there, of course. But then... <gasps> Who's there? Hello? I looked in the mirror and I saw something. The shadow of someone standing there in the doorway. Who? Who is that? Now, I don't know about you, but I find it absurd when the characters in horror films tiptoe around in the dark, so I turned on all of the lights. <laughs> and there was no one there. No one at all. 
I was still a little shaken when I went to bed, but I fell asleep immediately. I don't know what time it was when I woke up again, but it was early. Still dark. What? Oh. I'd unplugged the stereo, I was certain of it. It's practically an antique. You don't want to leave a thing like that plugged in overnight. So how was it playing? I, I have a knife! If there's anyone there, I have a knife! And I am entirely within my rights to use it if I need to! The following day was a Sunday. I slept late, but I was still exhausted. I went to the corner shop to buy some milk and the papers. I always get a broadsheet and a tabloid, you know, for balance. Forgot something. I'm sorry? Well, you was only just in here. Forgot the milk, is it? No. What, what, what do you mean? I've only just walked in. Yeah, but you was in here, like, five minutes ago. I think you've mistaken me for someone else. I swear to God you was in here five minutes ago. Normally, I'd have left it at that. No use arguing over some silly misunderstanding. But he seemed so certain. And after what had happened the night uh, before... Can, can you, um, rewind that, that thing up there? What's that? Uh, the, t- the, t- the CCTV thing. Can you rewind it? <laughs> well... Yeah, but... Look, look like, just wind it back five minutes and, and, and show me this um, doppelganger of mine. He rolled his eyes, but he did it. He rewound the video and I saw myself going backwards around the shop. Then two young girls went scuttling around in reverse. And then I saw her. I saw me. See what I tell you? I was speechless. There I was, on the tape, same clothes, same face, same hair. Every night last night, was it? Too many pints down spoons. I paid him quickly and I left the shop. I told myself it was stress. I'd been working very hard lately. Must be almost a year since I took any leave. and That was after my mother died. A long weekend in Guernsey. No wonder I was seeing things. I decided to spend the rest of the day taking it easy. Run myself a nice warm bath. Healthy breakfast, not too much coffee, no alcohol. Maybe a walk around the lake. Normal Sunday stuff. And then... I heard it. What on earth? In the mirror, something moved. The shadow of someone running up the stairs. I thought I was going mad. Oh, for God's sake! I'd left the bath running. Oh, bloody hell, what a mess! Right, whoever that is... When I turned around, she was standing there, 
right in front of me. Hello, Rowena. No, that's impossible. No. So, who was it? Weren't you listening or what? It was her. Oh, don't be ridiculous. She's right, she was my double. The spitting image of me, as if I were looking in... A mirror. <laughs> if I'd realised we were sharing dreams, I'd have a cracking one about being naked at an Ed Sheeran gig. It wasn't a dream. Oh, come on. A doppelganger? A haunted mirror? I remember it vividly. Whoa, so you're saying it's real? Yes! You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And then I saw her. I saw me. See what I tell you? I was speechless. There I was, on the tape, same clothes, same face, same hair. Every night last night, was it? Too many pints down spoons. I paid him quickly and I left the shop. I told myself it was stress. I'd be working very hard lately. Must be almost a year since I took any leave. and That was after my mother died. A long weekend in Guernsey. No wonder I was seeing things. I decided to spend the rest of the day taking it easy. Run myself a nice warm bath. Healthy breakfast, not too much coffee, no alcohol. Maybe a walk around the lake. Normal Sunday stuff. And then... I heard it. What on earth? doing this? Where are you? Why are you doing this to me? In the mirror, something moved. The shadow of someone running up the stairs. I thought I was going mad. Oh, for God's sake. I'd left the bath running. Oh, bloody hell, what a mess. Right! Whoever that is! <gasps> when I turned around, she was standing there, right in front of me. Hello, Rowena. No! That's impossible! No! So, who was it? Weren't you listening or what? It was her. Oh, don't be ridiculous. She's right, she was my double. The spitting image of me, as if I were looking in... A mirror. <laughs> if I'd realised we were sharing dreams, I'd have a cracking one about being naked at an Ed Sheeran gig. It wasn't a dream. Oh, come on. A doppelganger? 
A haunted mirror? I remember it vividly. Whoa, so you're saying it's real? Yes! You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe.